0: Between 8 and 9 every Monday, we talk NRL and wrap the latest NRL round, and we do it with Stephen Gallagher from sportsfreak.co.nz. He is their lead league rider. Stephen, um, I know that you said you'd only come on if we didn't mention the Dragons too much, but we might have to touch on it towards the end, Okay? Yeah, look, it's Bea Ricardo, mate. How are you? yeah yeah good thanks mate and And all the better for my eels getting on the board um I think we talked about it last week they'd had three losses from three games, but it you know only had a, had lost all those games by four points it was a another tight one Thursday night against the panthers who'd off the back of the bye
1: yeah bloody good on them they uh they hung in there they they did everything they need to and um uh, bar uh, uh, you know the the Nathan Cleary miracle they're going to win in um, in regular time, but um, they the, as you, you know four three four point losses in a row they've all been close games like you said, and then they win another close one here. So they're obviously there or thereabouts, and um, uh, probably deserved that win on Thursday night. That's for sure.
0: I've got to ask you, mate. As somebody who's a complete neutral on this, um, you know last season when... The club re-signed Clint Gutherson for two point three million over three years, but let go Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali'i. I I couldn't understand uh, the what was going on there. It made no sense to me from a recruitment retention point of view. Uh, Now we're hearing uh, the club have told Gutho that, uh, well, yeah, we're actually looking for a gun fullback. We'll put the SOS out. I mean, what the hell's going on?
1: Well there's not many gun fullbacks around that are free um, so I don't know where, where Parramatta are going to find this maybe they're going to raid uh, uh, Australian rugby like uh, Australian rugby is trying to ra- raid the NRL at the moment but look I think you get better value out of um, players like Marnie and Papali'i than you do out of Gutherson mm. and um, I think I think Guffo's the player that the Eels need. Like you know, I think if you tried to put someone like Kalen Kalen Ponger in like the backline of uh, the Panthers per se, he just wouldn't fit. You know, Dylan Edwards is that right player for them? Player for that Parramatta backline, and he complements uh, Moses and Brown really well. And I don't know where Parramatta are going to find said gun fullback. You know, it's just it's, there's just not that many players out there willing to, you know. Take that next leap at the moment.
0: It's frustrating, as you can imagine. Um been a Dragons friend, you know what about frustration at your club is, but you know, um, there's, there's a there's <laughs> a bloke called there's a bloke called Hayes Perham that we let go for free. He was doing a pretty good job with the one juicy at the dog. So I'm going, We could have got rid of Gutho, kept Perham and kept Reed Barney and we'd be laughing.
1: Well that's right, you know, and um, you yeah. know and he's really he's only going to be in that one jersey for the Bulldogs this season until Stephen Crichton comes in 2024 to to Bankstown. So yeah, 100 percent right. Like I think there's a lot more upside in in Reed Marnie, and he's got about you know 10 more years left in his NRL career. Whereas um, you know the current uh, Eels hooker, the, the man from uh, England, Josh Hodgson, has only probably got maybe maybe two max. So. You know, and we've seen just how important um uh, a nine is, but I also thought um the the best player on debut on, on Thursday night with the best last name in the NRL, Mr. Hands, um what a great name for a for a rookie number nine.
0: What a yeah, what a what a great name. It's a, it's only a pity that Jazz Devanga's parents weren't his because you imagine it, Jazz Hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Jazz's hands have let him down for a, for a long time, so that probably wouldn't be quite fitting.
0: Maybe not, maybe not. All right, so the Eels get the win over the uh, Premier's 17-16 Thursday night. Friday night, uh, the Storm got up 24-12 over the Tigers. Uh, Boy, uh, I I thought the Tigers this season might actually uh, upset a few. I thought they had a decent spine, but that is still coming together and it's not coming together particularly quickly.
1: No, and, um, you know, for... For so the Tigers, it doesn't get any easier next week when they play the undefeated Brisbane Broncos. Um, they just look clunky. Mm-hmm. The t- the Tigers just they just nothing is working for them. You know, like we saw them have this great little ten minute spell against the Bulldogs two weeks ago, but they just they were never going to win that game on the weekend against the the Storm. They were never in it. You know, and then you know they get out to a twenty four six lead or something like that. and They were never going to come back from that, and it's just. Whatever's whatever's going on there just isn't working, and whether it's from higher up or if it's the playing group or something needs to change. And and you know, I'm I'm sure Tigers fans are sicker than you know they've been the laughing stock for else since you know the last time they made the playoffs, which was over 12 years ago. So. Just something definitely needs to change, and you know Melbourne didn't play that great. You know they did enough to win, and that was it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And they needed the W as well, mate. Uh, The Dolphins Broncos, the game everybody was looking forward to, it did not disappoint. Although um, I think we missed Felice Calfusi ironing someone out, didn't we? I'm still I'm still unsure how he managed to get a four week ban, to be honest
1: yeah um I think uh four weeks is incredibly harsh, and I know a lot of people were comparing the uh, Suali'i hit um on uh, Nikol Klubstad, uh mm. the week before, which uh, didn 't serve anything um, but yeah, this was a great game uh you know it was literally the dolphins could have stole it right at the end there if it wasn 't for uh, katoni stags running a hundred meters and sealing the game but um I know this is the first of um, a big rivalry to come for these two, um, you know, there's two two-team town now in Brisbane with uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins, or the Dolphins as they being called, um, joining them up there. But it was great that the, the crowd was just electric the whole night. Um, you know, both sides are so, so good, you know, even though that the, the Dolphins had a couple of late outs and a, um, and a couple of injury concerns, and obviously Sean O'Sullivan's missing now for so the next 12 weeks for the pick injury, and that's going to add a little bit more pressure on them, but um, great game. I'm really enjoying watching this young Brisbane side play.
0: Uh, What about the Cowboys-Titans? I mean, this Titans side have got more about them this season, probably more of what we thought we were going to see last season with Holbrook in charge. Uh, And they did lead this game at halftime, but couldn't get it done.
1: Yeah, they're very, like, if if the Titans played any other sport, it'd be tennis, because they just go back and forth. It's try for try (laughs) with the Titans, and and 24-12 was probably a a fair reflection of the game, where they were just, they probably could have iced a couple more opportunities, and they probably could have, uh, you know, made some better defensive reads to make it a tighter game, but um, the Cowboys, they, you know, they did exactly what they needed to do. They won at home. They didn't play fancy footy. They are missing a couple of key players, but so they got the result, and that's all that mattered to them, and they banked two points later on at
0: the end of the year. Tell the uh, the game I probably enjoyed most from the weekend outside of uh, my eels getting up uh, was the Rabbits beating the Sea Eagles uh, in Golden Point and uh, yeah, what a great game this was, um, the Sea Eagles probably a little bit unlucky to end up on the losing side, I, I still don't have a problem with teams drawing in the NRL but uh, the Rabbitohs got it done.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see maybe one point if you if you make it into golden point, mm. um, sort of like the the ice hockey when they go into into a you know uh, extra time and in, uh, in a penalty in and in a shootout. that That's what sort of you get one point, and then the other team gets the other point for the win. But um, look, Manly, it showed that they're going to be a real competitor this year. And I thought, um, despite the fact that the South Sydney were missing so many key forwards through the middle, they hung in there. It was such a tight game. You know, twelve all for. You know, eighty minutes, and and you know, and that was only courtesy of a uh, uh, daily Jerry Evans intercept. That sort of, you know, was the only really reason that you know Manly were you know getting to twelve points anyway, and they didn't score any second half points. Um, it, it was a great game. I thought uh, what I, what I really enjoyed most was just that physical battle they were going tit for tat, and um, I know that uh, everything that South Sydney did on on Saturday night um, was for uh, you know. Uh, you know the the John late and Settler. great uh, John Sattler, You know, and that's they they played how he would have liked them to play. You know, just in the fight the whole time, great. Commitment to the to the to the game, and I also like the the little touch they did with the torn rabbit jersey and um, sort of uh, rocking that nineteen seventy grand final kit, um, which you know obviously they did play against Manly and and got the win there. So um,
0: yeah, beautiful
1: moment pre-game and, and a great result for South Sydney.
0: Yeah, very good result for South Sydney, uh, and uh, hey, they keep rolling on, mate. So do the Warriors. The Warriors are looking pretty good, mate. They're 3-1 and one so far this season. A good win against the Bulldogs, and as Ben and I were saying earlier, you know, it's the sort of game in the past the Warriors' heads might have dropped 8-0 down, few penalties going against them, but they didn't do it this time. They got up and they won it. Uh, they won a tight one, held on at Mount Smart.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, they've, they've conceded early in every single game they've played this year. So they've obviously started a little bit slow, but they're finishing stronger. And that's something we don't really see from the Warriors. And I think um, what really was, um, what summed that game up, is, you know, when Addo Carr went uh, 80 metres off the scrum just after what could have been, um, you know, a Warriors try at the other end, they conceded. And then we think, you know, sure, everyone in the 18,000 people at Mount Smart were thinking, oh, well, here we go, heads are going to go down. But they fought back. Johnson played outstanding. I've been one of his biggest critics over the last eighteen months, and he's playing fantastic this year. And he definitely deserves to um, be leading this Warriors side round. And oh, I, I think we're the real deal. And I loved um, uh, the sign I saw saying that we got the right uh, Panthers assistant coach. So um, <laughs> battle of battle of the assistant coaches there with Soraldo and Webster going head to head. But um, look, the Warriors really impressed me. I think you know they're they're looking pretty good. They play Cronulla this week and. Um, You know, if they get close and if they stay in that grind, they're going to be more than able to win that game, and um. Props to the Warriors. Whatever's going on at Mount Smart seems to be working for them, and it's great to see.
0: Yeah, it's working really well. To hear. what else is working is the Knights without Kalen Ponga. Twenty four fourteen up against the the Raiders at home. Uh, uh, they're going real well. Bradman best uh, is it is an absolute beast. Uh, now he's now he's back fit. Lachlan Miller's going all right. Uh, Greg Marsiew on the wing. What a man! That guy is unstoppable. And you know, Dane Gagai just for winding the opposition up um, it was a good win good win against the Raiders, although I thought the Raiders were a bit, without sounding too much like Ricky Stewart, were a bit hard done by by the referee in this one.
1: Yeah, look, and I think uh, that sort of, that faders tag that they got given, you know, the last couple of years sort of came into fruition again, where they conceded three tries in 10 minutes in the second half, but look, I think in all realms of, of possibility that pong might miss the entire season but it might not be a bad thing for the balance of that Newcastle side I think Hastings and Gamble are two very good halves they work really well together I think Lockie Miller is a brilliant fullback he's just involved in absolutely everything um, you think about if you've got you know if Dom Dom Young works on his errors and he comes back into it you get him on one wing you get Marju on the other those are two very hard wingers to stop you Adam him Bradman best and Dan Gecki in that back line too that's a, it's a pretty stacked back line and, and you know they've, they've had a few injuries as Newcastle side, but we've still you know won a couple of games this year. And, and you know the Raiders looked a little bit lost, a little bit hard done for by the referee. But uh, I just don't see that sort of grit and that fight that the Raiders are normally used to. They're just looking a little bit off at the moment.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you made of that, but the the Jack Whiten, uh, you know, and I know he got put on report for a high shot, which was fine. I didn't have any issues with that. But uh, Dane Gagai uh, tackled, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Sebastian Chris? And he stood over the top yeah. of him, yeah, slapping him around the head. And there was a couple of players <laughs> came in, and then you know it was like it was everything got held, like everybody was holding each other. And Jack Whiten did it to Dane Gagai. As he was stood there as if to say, "What are you doing this for?" And Jack White gets mm. binned and nothing happens to Dane Gagai. I don't understand how that happens.
1: Yeah, look, obviously it takes two to tango and they're both sort of winding each other up. So really the only fair way to look at that is that they both should have sat down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and and, and, Jack, and Jackie Whiten looked, uh, you know, pretty bemused by the whole thing at the end of it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, like, and I can understand why. I'm just, the only thing that surprised me uh, out of that, well, the other thing that surprised me out of that, is that uh, Ricky Stewart didn't absolutely blow up at the, at the, at the post-match.
1: Yeah, look, I think everyone was uh, hanging on bated breath for uh, Ricky to, you know, cop a ten thousand dollar fine, but he uh, must have held it together. He's probably, probably still recovering from a few blowouts at the
0: end of last year. <laughs> Indeed. All right, mate. Uh, let's talk. Then uh, the last game of the round, the Dragons eight, the Sharks forty. That's got to hurt because that's a real local derby. That one, mate. And uh, you know, beginning of the season, I thought your boys were nailed on to be spooners. Maybe the Tigers will stop you. But then you put in a performance uh, the game after the bye, and I thought, oh, maybe I've got this all wrong. Since then, though, I'm thinking maybe I've got it right again.
1: Yeah, obviously, defence needs to be worked on. Um, few, few defensive lapses, and it's just all on. The floodgates open, and uh, you know, it happened last week against the Brisbane Broncos. That last ten minutes conceding four tries, and it pretty much happened again in the same fashion. And we just weren't in a, a you know a position to be near the Sharks with twenty to go. They were just completely all over us, and. You know, Nick Nicko Hines first came back and it looks like, you know, he's in for an absolute season. I think he had 21 tackles, three try assists, he kicked a handful of goals. He just, you know, you think how good Braden Trindle played in his absence. And then Nicko Hines just stood up and said, well, this is my jersey and no one's going to take it from me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I that, think... That... Nico Hines was just outstanding. I can't remember who uh, commentated this game now, but I do remember them saying um, give him the deli M now. And It, and it's hard, it was hard to argue because he, he looked every inch, everything he touched turned to goal. And I'll tell you who else had a, a great game uh, from yeah a Sharks point of view was Ronaldo Mulitalo. I mean, uh, that try, uh, the Will Kennedy try he set up with that kick after he had beaten his man on the outside, uh, he had a fantastic game.
1: I think he's probably top top three, top four wingers in the game right now. He's explosive. I think him and uh, Sione Katoa are probably two of the best finishers in the NRL right now, and they happen to be playing on the same team. I think uh, Mulatalo's got that really gritty competitive edge. You know, he loves to fire up. He's... uh, yeah, he gets a bit leery on the field, and he gets the wine players up, and he's always in the thick of it. You think about that trial match they had against uh, uh, the Bulldogs earlier this year, and he was pushing people around, and he was getting in people's faces, and he's just he's just a brilliant uh, finisher. He backs it up on the field. Everything he does, I just I think he's a great talent, and I'm I'm glad that uh, he moved to
0: Queensland one year too late. I bet you are mate, I bet you are Uh, what about this week then Uh, coming up on the draw we've got oh look the Eels are playing Thursday night again this time against another team coming off the bye uh, the Roosters, Uh, we've got the Raiders, Panthers the Rabbits, Storm, the Seagulls, Knights the Dragons, Dolphins Broncos, Tigers, Sharks Warriors, Dogs, Cowboys which game stands out to you as the game of the round? Honestly I I think there's potential
1: for Rabbitoh Storm to be uh, game of the round, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh, that first Sunday night Sunday game. That that Sharks Warriors mm-hmm. um, at Shark Park, two teams that are playing really good footy. I think uh, Sharks are very good at blowing teams away, and. The Warriors have been able to hang in there, and I think if you know the, the Warriors can grind that Cronulla Sharks side out, then they might come away from this game with a win. I don't, I don't see it to be very high scoring. I think uh, the Warriors have kept uh, their opponents to less than twenty in, in every single game this year. So I, I just think the Warriors will have a bit of confidence. They'll have a couple more players back from injury this week, and. Um, I think they'll be right up for it. They've got they've got the belief, and I think Cronulla have got the belief too. So it's two really good, informed teams going head to head, and um, you know it should, should be a thriller on Sunday.
0: Should be, mate. Should be. All right, Stephen. And just before we let you go, we have had a text from Jason at uh, in Victoria saying, Geordie Barrett was training with the Melbourne Storm last week. Do you think he will defect to rugby league?
1: Oh, I would love that, mainly just to wind up all the Union fans here in New Zealand. <laughs> um, but I, Jordy I, I, Barrett has uh, an unfathomable high ceiling of talent, and it didn't matter if he went to Rugby League or AFL, he would excel. I have no doubts about that. I think Geordie Barrett would be a great fullback in the NRL.
0: I was going to ask you where you'd play him, because he, he's, he's got the build and the size he could play, as an edge forward as well and he you know he's got the hands and the skill set to probably play six as well
1: yeah he honestly I would you could have him anywhere one to 13 I think you know he's got that physicality where you can play him on the edge you can play him at 13 through the middle and like an Isaiah Yo type mold he's easily could be in the halves he's got that sort of silky ball play um great under the high ball yeah, he's just an all-round athlete, and he's probably one of the best all-blacks he's had in a long time, and I think if, um, if he wanted to, I mean, obviously the money's in union, but if he wanted to give, you know, after the World Cup this year, if he wanted to go over to Rugby League and try his hand, I think um, there'd be 17 teams lining up to get a signature.
0: Yeah, well, just like another Hurricane, eh? The one from Huntley. Play well,
1: <laughs> that's it you know lance ohio was an absolute beast i think the only difference is there's about two foot in difference of height between uh geordie barrett and
0: lance ohio uh, i think you're right mate i think you're bang on hey stephen thanks very much for your chat tonight always good to catch up and talk rugby league with you go well brother awesome mate have a good week Ricardo. yeah you too stephen gallagher there with us from sportsfreak.co.nz it is